Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You are listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. And we're back up in this bitch. Back up in this bitch with the resurrection. I don't know if that's how it goes, but we'll take it. Yeah, I don't know. It's episode 74? Yeah, 74 of Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Uh, Ian, Kevin, Ryan the Beard here. Hello. Yo, yo. And, what t-shirts uh, are we wearing? Let's 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 do a t-shirt little uh, review here. All right, what do you got, Ryan? Uh, I'm rocking an Angel Witch t-shirt. That's like You're an that's angel a rat shirt. You're an Angel Witch. That's it's got to be a reproduction, obviously, right? Oh yeah, yeah. no, well, it's original. It, my, uh, <laughs> it's super new looking. Yeah, it was a birthday present from the girlfriend, and I'm pretty stoked about it because I really like that record. That cool. made the rules. I'm Kevin? wearing a t-shirt. It's called it says Super Kick Party. It's this tag team called the Young Bucks. They're uh, basically this awesome tag team that wrestles in the indie scene, and th- their whole gimmick is they're li- they pretend to be just like super '90s wrestling fans. So they do the whole suck it, too sweet. They just go suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it, suck it. They do the super kicks all the time. They're, they they dress like the Hardy Boys, so they're just like their gimmick is their fanboys. Their gimmick is that they're they're like internet wrestling <laughs> nerds. Yeah, right on, cool. And what about you? I'm wearing a Violation crew neck, and then underneath is my Bongzilla shirt. Ooh. Local pot yeah. dealer shirt. Local number 666, the International Brotherhood of Bong Loaders. Bongzilla. Righteous. Cool shirt. Anyway, what have you guys been up to this week? Ryan? Uh, let's see. I went to a show. I can't remember which. Oh, yeah, I went to go see uh, Thou and the Body. Yeah. That was really awesome. That's they, heavy. Uh, Didn't you say they covered Marilyn Manson? They which song? started the uh, Hate Anthem. Sweet. They started the set off with Hate Anthem, and they made that song heavier than it I bet. was awesome. And then uh, they ended their set with a cover of The Chain by... Um, Fleetwood Mac? Yeah, by Fleetwood Mac. Are you serious? Yeah. That's impressive. It was heavy as hell. Thou and the body doing a collaboration set. That's really The rest sweet. of the set was, was really, really awesome. A part of I me bet was, it was loud as balls. Oh, yeah. It was insanely loud. A part of me was a little bummed out because I've never gotten to see Thou before. And oh, I, yeah. I didn't know it was going to be a collaboration set, so I was kind of really looking forward to just some slow, stony doom from Thou. And uh, but what I got was really intense beat your ass sludge from the uh, the combined the collaboration. Set. Sweet, yeah, which was awesome. So beat your ass sludge. Yeah, pretty stoked on that. And then uh, ass beating sludge. Guar and uh, Ghost was awesome. Yeah, uh, yes, that was a fun time. Absolutely, we had Ghost in studio on KI in the KSW studio doing an acoustic set. It was very very rare thing, um, and it was cool. There was only like about ten people here, KSW staff uh, only, and we have it up on KSW.com. Uh, on the Metal Shop Facebook, we have a link to it. You can check it out. Uh, really cool. It's uh, really well done, professionally shot, and sounds. Awesome. Yeah, it sounds really good. I did see on Blabbermouth this week that they did it at another radio station. Motherfuckers! Yeah, I know. Cheat somewhere else, and somebody else beat us to Ours Blabbermouth. Is cooler. It. It, it it actually it is, and it nice. sounds better. So, right what, on. What about you, Kevin? Uh, well, I also saw Guar, um, and I Tuesday honestly was one of the best days I've had in a long time. I took the whole day off my day job, uh, and I it was awesome meeting. All of Ghost, seeing them do the acoustic set, and then going to hang out with Steve Rock. I got the best, best 
chicken katsu curry from Wajamaya. It was nice. so bomb. That sounds great. And uh, yeah, it was cool, man. Last night, or I actually saw Dev Heaven the night after that. It was it was okay. And uh, Ryan and I kind of agree. Like the band is sweet. They sound great, but the band's vibe. Uh, yeah, it's, live. It's, it's a kind bummer. of douchey. Yeah. It, it, they look like H and M models flailing around. Yeah, they always playing have black metal. Totally. Um, uh, but a, fr- I, a friend of mine described them. He was say he said, you know, everybody kind of craps on Def Heaven Live and talks about how douchey they are, but they get hipsters in the mosh pit kicking the shit out of each other, <laughs> which is kind of an awesome with me. thing if you think about it. And then uh, last night I saw the new Goosebumps movie, which I knew was, I thought was going to be super cheesy, and it was. But it was also fun. It was it was really entertaining. Was it like good cheesy? Oh uh, yeah, because it was Jack. Do you Black, like Jumanji? Right? You like the movie Jumanji? Yeah, I like it for what it is. Yeah. If you like the movie Jumanji, you will enjoy the Goosebumps movie. Okay. Do you like Night at the Museum? So it's like that kind of yeah, campy kind of yeah special effects yeah. It's. I mean, it's well, for dude, kids, like, but it's rad. I had like that. That series got me into reading. Oh, cool! Like, it's, yeah. I always read before that, but I have one through one hundred. Oh yeah, of the original Goosebumps set. In my elementary school, uh, Goosebumps books were banned as book reports because my teacher <laughs> said that they're not good literature, and he churns out books so fast that it's like a magazine. Yeah, basically, he's right. But. He's like, I was just bummed. throwing a. So I went for Fear Street. Throwing story. <laughs> the adult. <laughs> the real hardcore R.L. Stein. Sh- and what about you, Ian? How was your week? Good, man. I went to Guar and saw the ghost thing, too. I, I think we made the right choice in going to Guar. Yeah. yeah. Did, Ryan, did you get into that? Because. Yeah, yeah. We went up to we went up to Ghost for a little bit. Um, They're, they're showing Elkhorn's El yeah, yeah, beyond yeah. sold out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't think we would have been able to get into the room. If I hadn't known anybody there, okay. Um, uh, Clay was nice enough to kind of let us slip in the back door by the sidebar so nice. that we right. could, you know, walk right in, you know, have somewhere to stand. Yeah. But it, it was kind of weird because the sidebar in that whole half of the stage, there's plenty of room to stand and hang out and like move around oh, and that's stuff. Funny. But everybody was just kind of congregated and, you know, squished <laughs> God, that's in so weird. by the door. And uh, that has to, a lot to do, I think, with new band rising star phenomena kind of shit. Totally. Yeah. Where people are just like, I need to be in front. Well, it, it wasn't people in the front of the stage. They were all on the right side of the venue where the front door is. Oh. So everybody's crammed in like sardines from the pole I, over. They wanted to be close to the door because it was I probably can, hot as balls. Here's, and I yeah. can explain to you why, and this will make a lot of sense to you. In certain ways. So we were talking to the the dude from Ghost who was saying that they were having equipment. Their van broke down mm-hmm. on their way here, so they didn't have all their stuff when they got here. Mm-hmm. They didn't have any of their gear until like 8.30. Yeah. Damn. At that show. And here's the thing is that they didn't want to have it back. They didn't want the other band to set their stuff up without having a back line. So what they did is the other band that was on tour with them, they pushed them over to the Fun House. Mm-hmm. So the opening band... With a, a sold-out ghost-sized crowd all trying to cram into the lounge mm-hmm. wow. to see the first band, which from then on can created, as people filled up the rest of the room, that huge bottleneck mm-hmm. in that little corridor between the bar, or which is now the fun house, and yeah. the main room. And it just stayed like that the entire time. And I heard about this from a couple of the people that worked there. The bartenders were pissed because nobody could get to the bar. Yeah. Because it was just like... Nuts to butts in there. Anyway, the bottom line is, I'm glad we went to Guar. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of Ghost. You know, the- uh, I, w- I would just walk in and go, nope. I 
I found it really interesting. I was talking to some of the guys down at El Corazon, and they were talking about ghost gear. Because normally, you know, if a band, if a trailer's running behind, you know, the uh, headliner band can just be like, yo, let me just borrow your cab and a head. Right. And, you know, we'll make this work. Not the um, same. Everything with that Ghost has, uh, there's no amps involved. It's all just, it's all through the board and rack mount gear. Like, it's all just, wow. plug, it's all plugged directly in. So, so they good does it, too. So they need yeah. their, and so that's they why need their stuff. Yeah, and that's why they're so beyond screwed if they don't have all their own stuff you know it's not like just plug a pedal board into any amp you got your distortion pedal and it sounds great and that's kind of like the go-to standard thing for a lot of touring bands is is uh they'll have their amp head but they have some kind of distortion pedal that they know that they're that's happy their with. tone that that's makes their it sound tone. like their band yeah exactly and they can they can dial in a pretty decent tone out of just about any rig because they have that just in case and uh if you're a band that doesn't have pedal boards or a standard amp you're kind of screwed if you don't have your stuff like you, you can't really make it happen i guess we know? should have prefaced this by mentioning that three of the members of ghost flew from their last sh- the, that show before seattle to seattle to play at kisw acoustically so the majority <laughs> of the band was here but none of their gear was here yeah so just getting that out there yeah uh that was anyway that was a cool day gore was great uh last night I went to the Neptune Theater to see uh, Garfunkel and Oates. Dude, the how two was comedians, that? Was that cool? The two lady comedians. Yeah. It was fucking hilarious. I've never heard of that. They are great. And that shit is so raunchy, dude. Dude, that- the They're dark- talking about anal sex, hand jobs, and basically what their, their deal is that one of the girls plays ukulele, the other girl plays acoustic guitar, yeah. and they sing, it's like Tenacious D, okay. but funny and about like sex and relationships and stuff yeah. like that. And uh, they killed it, and they f- they were filming a special in Seattle too, so that'll be coming out. That's at awesome. Some point. That uh, the dark hair girl that plays the ukulele on Scrubs, she was effing hilarious. It's the yeah. same girl that was on yeah. Scrubs, and, and she's uh, her, she's got this like weird like she's super fucking cute, and yeah. I can't figure out why. Yeah, it's like she's, she's adorable. Just, like, she's I think it's the big cute. eyes. I think it's a big eyes. Those big doe eyes. Yeah, <laughs> man. she is cute. And like, have you seen her uh, her solo stand up stuff? No. It's hilarious. Like, it's raunchier than the stuff oh, yeah, that I'm she sure. does. It, it's, it's like, it's, it's great. It's dude. really messed up. And they were on point, dude. They were singing songs about, like, things dudes do in relationships. And I was just like, yep, just taking them off the list. Things girls do when they break up with guys. It's just like, I don't know, uh, talking about not knowing how to give out hand jobs and like. Kind of like a call out set. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was great. Sweet. So, uh, if you get a chance, check that out. Uh, other than that, I uh, I unofficially like I went to sign papers to become a homeowner. Cool, very cool. So that's rad. And then I knocked a fucking wall out in my basement. Did that get some out aggr- some aggression out? Not as much as I'd like. Were you drunk or was it <laughs> intentional? No, it was too early in the morning. Like I had to make sure that I had my wits about me. Otherwise, I would have like sledgehammered my fucking leg so, off. So it was it was an intentional wall breaking. It wasn't just yeah, drunk no, at it me was, and just, <laughs> just I wasn't just like spin kicking wall. holes. Just this riff is so heavy. This is my house now. Push. <laughs> like uh, one of our co- co-workers put his head through the wall. Nice. <laughs> we won't say who, in case he listens to this. So next anyway. <laughs> next week is Halloween, and I want to put down uh, the challenge, guys. And I'm not saying put a ton Uh-oh. of effort and spend a lot of money on a oh, costume, crap. but come up with something. Because two week two years ago, Ryan came to my Halloween party with a fucking. Green lantern <laughs> ring on it was like I'm the f- 
fucking Green Lantern. Everyone else was in costume, having a good time, putting a, a lot of effort into it. Did you it. hear what he said his costume this year was going to be? He was just going to show up and say that he was a starving musician. <laughs> no, I just said, I'm a dude at work. Yeah. <laughs> what? Well, no. I, I, I came up with a really, really good one. I, I think this year I'm just going to get some, uh, some like, gray streaking to put in my beard. And uh, get a bunch of rings to go on my fingers. Just wear my hat and like a hardcore t-shirt, and I'll just go as John Pettibone. That's actually pretty good. I like it. But you got to swoop your hair down. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to be like 2004 mixed with 2015 <laughs> John Pettibone. Dude, that's awesome. You got to send him a picture. I'm time warp Pettibone. <laughs> just take your glasses off with the beard, put some gray in it, wear like an integrity t-shirt. Yeah, and a, that's and a, like a tuft coat. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, With man. some patches on it. <laughs> I was thinking like- Carhartt pants. At this point with my hair, it's not black, but I could probably pull off fat old man Danzig. Yeah. Yeah, man. But then I'd have to shave my beard off, and I literally haven't done that in like five years. I think you'd pull beard. a good Undertaker. That's true. I could you probably be do that. the Undertaker. I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be the luchador La Parca with the skeleton. You're just going to wear a mask. No, though. no, no. I have the full skeleton suit. I'm oh, okay, picking okay, up the okay. full skeleton suit. I ordered it on Amazon. I have the mask already, so that's you know already a little bit. But I'm spending a little bit of money on that fucking all over like like what is it? What do they call that? Like fucking it's a uh, spandex. I'm going to be wearing a full spandex skeleton yeah, like suit. suit. Yeah, yeah. A bone suit. So. <laughs> And I'm gonna be carrying around a steel chair. One of, oh, there you go. You should and you should use it. Yeah, just not on me. I, one of these years. <laughs> Why'd I, you look at me? <laughs> That's so cool. He's <laughs> like, well, the only other target in here. Uh, I, I, I'm just staying the fart guys, box, man. I do. I do some really good corpse paint. If you want me to corpse paint you up, that's true. Uh, one of these years, I want to buy like a legit Darth Vader suit. Like a real one. Yeah. Like spend a few hundred bucks on it and get like all the pieces and like the helmet and shit. Yeah. Because it's one of those things like if you spend money on a Halloween costume, the idea is that you're going to have it, right? Yeah. For the next year or for anything else you want to do. Or you can sell it or trade it or let somebody else borrow it or whatever. <laughs> Speaking of which, anybody got any costumes that I can borrow? This I is the year <laughs> to do it, bro. I went to Walmart last night. Not to give them a plug, but I did. I went there last night. They have... Star Wars everywhere. Yeah, I know. If you're going to do it, you should do it this year because it's so accessible. But to I want to go to like Champion and get like oh, the yeah. $600 like real Darth Vader suit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, or like a legit like Stormtrooper, like the armor. Dude, a Stormtrooper suit would be so badass, especially what you could do. You could be a heavy metal Stormtrooper. <sighs> get the Stormtrooper armor and just like cover it in sick band logos. Not like crappy stickers, like, like studs, actually paint them on there studs. and shit. Yeah. Or just be a fucking stormtrooper. Anyway, or I, a I don't hot know. dog. A I, hot dog. I like those weird <laughs> random costumes, like a, a candy corn or a hot dog. <laughs> or, or like a piece I of saw, bacon. Dude, I, I, I saw sexy potato. <laughs> nice. I saw uh, ha uh, somebody was a hashtag. Preacher with a boner like. is always fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> Or, like, uh, those gigantic fake tits. I, I love the dudes that go as Jesus and just walk around just like, hey, have you read my book? <laughs> Nice. <laughs> that year we did Jay and Silent Bob, and I almost made it through the night being totally fucking silent. That was awesome. And then I had like nine beers in me and just like started talking. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Handing out joints, Scooby snacks. Good times. Anyway, let's get into some news. Cool. Enough of us. Let's talk about things that don't matter but do. Uh, Dream Theater in the news this week, and they've uh, come out with like this weird campaign. People are uh, comparing it to like an RP fantasy RPG reference. 
and they want you to choose one of two sides. They said, the path will soon divide. Choose wisely. And you can choose from the Great Northern Empire or the Ravens Kill Rebel Militia. Whatever that means. Hmm. And, Both uh, these logos look like something out of Warcraft. Yeah, choose at dreamtheater.net. Are they like launching their own video game? Like, or it's, like... it's it's not even modern Warcraft. It looks like 19, like late 90s, early 2000s Warcraft logos. Yeah. Kind of... Hmm. Yeah, and it's really shitty. <laughs> yeah, these are these look like crap, and like the font looks like that's some awful. high school kid made it. That looks like Descent, or uh, what? Fucking... <laughs> yeah, like God. Virtual Boy. That's like the ori- wow, it's like straight out of nineteen ninety seven. That's awesome, Doom. just like Dream Theater, straight yeah. up Doom. <laughs> wow. All right. right, good times. So uh, something that isn't cheesy, uh, Hate Eternal is uh, gearing up for a North American tour, which is awesome because that band's always really rad to see live. It uh, looks like they're going to be coming to Seattle at Studio 7 on November 11th. I'm pretty excited to see this show. It's going to be a, let's see, Hate Eternal, Misery Index, and Beyond Creation and with uh, Rivers of Nil opening up. Misery Index and Beyond Creation are not to be effed with. Both of those bands kick a lot of ass, and seeing them open for Hate Eternal, that show's going to crush. I just want to see Eric Rutan punch a dude again. <laughs> Throw a bo- <laughs> bottle of water at him, and it could be you. Fuck you! Well, dude, if you're paying that much for guitars, you'd be pissed if somebody tried to f*** with Hey, I don't need too. you to cool me down with water on my face. I'm good, dude. I bet you suck my fucking shoe. Suck it. <laughs> Uh, Suck times. that shoe. Suck it. Metal Church has is coming out with a, ne- a yet untitled new release. Um, it's going to have the vocalist Mike Howe, the original vocalist, to return. Uh, he returned in 2014, and this week they posted kind of a studio update, little interview thing, uh, part one of what is, uh, I'm sure, going to be a bit of a series here. So, uh, yeah, details are yet to be announced, but the album is expected in 2016. And you can go to metalunderground.com, just search Metal Church, and you can check out that video. Man, those... I mean, honestly, the riffs in here are kind of like, uh, all right, whatever. It's just them trying to do it. But the thing that, that's cool about this particular video is that they filmed it in Aberdeen, mm-hmm. and they talk about, like, they're standing outside their old practice space, which is now, like, an abandoned, decrepit fucking building. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool if, like, you're an old-school Metal Church fan, hear them talking about where they came from and well, et cetera. Well, the singer's getting into it, and, I mean... The, oh, dude, he was super into it. Yeah, like, they're and, filming him doing his vocal tracks. Yeah, yeah. and the, the riffs are as... The, I didn't think the riffs were half bad for that kind of stuff. I mean, the, the guys obviously still have it together, and they're locked in. You know, it's not... Yeah, they know awful. how to play their instruments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no shots of the bass. Hmm. Yep, just guitars on this one. I like it. Let's see here. Extreme Noise Terror is back. One of the OG Sick. grind bands uh, from the UK. Crust and Grindcore. They got a new uh, record coming out November 5th on Willow Tip Records. Can we play a snippet of this? Yeah, let's play a little bit of this fucking song's only a minute and a half. I can smell it from here. Awesome. <laughs> You're listening to this at work. That woke you up. Better than coffee. So yeah, Extreme Noise Terror is back in the in their original form. Awesome. 
Probably a, a little bit more well-known band in within the metal genre. Anthrax has premiered a new song, their first in four years. Um, and it's their new album, Evil... Tw- or Actually, I don't know what the new album is going to be called. Yeah, it doesn't called, have a title yet. But it's going to be in 2016, coming out on Megaforce. The song is called Evil Twin, and we'll play some of it right now. It's new Anthrax. Two minutes in. As Ryan said, for the guitar players out there, you know that's a right-handed band. <laughs> Right-hand heavy. Lots of chuggity, chuggity, chuggity. Man, Anthrax rhythms have always been on point. Those, those guys just know what's oh, up. Oh, there's the lead. Oh, sh- Cool, you get the point. I feel like they're pretty out of touch, man. There's no, like, dubstep drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're no algorithm. Come on. So, uh, speaking of out of touch, Dave Mustaine uh, slammed his guitar oh, tech God. that he fired. What the um, f- kind of guy does this kind of f- in so, the first place? Yeah, foot and mouth for, uh, for good old Dave God, again. Like, he took it upon himself to cr- do a fucking selfie video about how he fired his tech, like, and proceeds to you know it i'm just gonna play this for you it's it's short enough to just play you guys ever have an experience where you are in a like a clutch moment and you have somebody there that's like your wheel man and the guy just turns out to be a total fucking dewclaw like a total waste of skin and life Well, that was my guitar tech tonight, and I fired his ass, and I apologize to the people here in Brisbane. You know, we'll make it up to you sometime. I mean, maybe it'll be in Hawaii when we luau this fat pig's ass, but I'll tell you what, you guys deserve way better than this jerk-off did tonight, and I'm sorry. Maybe that's much better than what we appeared tonight. But you know what the funny thing is? He has to live with himself, and as of, like, right now, I will never see his stupid f***ing ass again. What a nice guy. Dave living up to his reputation of being a nice dude. So uh, I, I kind of wanted to follow this uh, this article with the <laughs> God damn it the the Chris Adler thing. Yes, um, yes, thank yeah. you because they are part and parcel. And the title of that article, if I read it right, is "People Like to Take Shots at Dave Because It's Easy to Take Shots at the King." The King. Yeah. And um, hello, I, King. I'm the King. I don't really know what to make of uh of Adler's stance on this. It, dude, it's it's the, really the second I saw that I was just like, oh shit. He's under the mind control of the Daves. Chris, no! Uh, I don't know. I mean, Chris Adler has always been a really well-spoken dude. He He's always been really great in every interview that I've read with him. He's always been very straightforward. And so uh, 
you know, I he just doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would, you know, just kind of kiss ass just to kiss ass. And um, he obviously doesn't have to. Um, but, you know, he, he talks about how uh, Dave isn't as bad of a dude as everybody kind of makes him out to be. And um, he does make a good point that it is easy to pick on the guy at the top, but at the same time... Well, the guy at the top gets the most publicity, but if at the same time, if you're the guy at the top, you need to know you've got the most publicity, and you do, shouldn't do dumb shit yeah. in the heat of the moment like that. Clearly, that he... fucking jerk off he, fired his ass. He clearly had just gotten off stage, and like yeah. picked up his phone and was immediately like, I need to do a fucking selfie here. I need to make an excuse for why my band sucked tonight. Mm-hmm. And here's why. I'm gonna fired not take responsibility for not being able to handle my own shit. I'm going to blame it on the guitar tech because he's, a, and we're going to roast his ass in Hawaii. Well, I, I like, kind of, dude, just have a little f***ing grace. I, I want to know. Have you ever heard of that? I, I'm, I'm with you, but I want to know exactly what happened at that show. Yeah. And, and it's the, it, we don't know. We don't yeah. know. But that's not the point. We shouldn't know that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's behind the scenes, technical stuff. If something f***s up, just let it go. If you mm-hmm. sit back and re-acknowledge it and re-acknowledge it and re-acknowledge it, it makes it 10,000 times worse. Mm-hmm. Just be like, hey, dude, you're fucking done. And then just hire somebody else and move on. Mm-hmm. It's just super classless and just kind of bums me the fuck out. Dude, I, I feel where you're coming from, but I, I think, um, you know, and I, I hate to sound like I'm defending the guy. I kind of am a little bit. Ugh. Uh, but, you know, it's I feel like a dude like that just gives you're so a much of a shit about his work and just like really really cares about perfection the guy's an absolute perfectionist well it's like when christian bale flew off the handle on that movie set that one time yeah you're you're in the heat of the moment terminator i get that yeah but i i think that his his big downfall is not being able to say okay i need to cool down before i say or do anything about this he's kind of a spur of the moment kind of guy and you know when when anything out of when anything non-perfect happens in his world he just the f- switch flips. He can't even handle it. It's he, also he just, just a testament it. to like older dudes who don't really understand the power of technology. Yeah. Just kind of instantly jumping on there and being like, well, I've got this new resource. Yeah. <clears throat> the thing is, is that nobody in the rest of the world would have known that your show sucked in Brisbane. Yeah. But now we all do. And we all think you're a fucking douche. At least I think the douche factor, like on the scale of, you know, green to red, yeah. has gone towards the red just slightly more. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Down the wrong hole, buddy. <laughs> Some of the spiciest horseradish I've ever tasted. Jesus Christ. <coughs> Was it out of I a I gotta packet? say, I Did love horseradish. It? Did you suck it out of a packet this yeah, time? Yeah, seriously. What the f***? I can't believe I witnessed you sucking horseradish out of a package. I wonder what else he sucks out of packages. Dude, if I have to... I, I can't put condiments <laughs> on stuff, man. It just turns the beard into a big mess. I can't put condoms on stuff. Turns the beard into a big mess. You guys are ass. You sucked horseradish out of a packet. <laughs> You're an ass. How does that make me an ass? I don't know. <laughs> look at one and then say, like, do I look like that? Yeah, probably. Inside the ass, but where the shit is. <laughs> where the horseradish is. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> hey, man, like I love horseradish. Ring, but... dude. With hemorrhoids. <laughs> oh, God. Bumpy horseradish. Bumpy ass horseradish, <laughs> bleeding hemorrhoids. This is why rotten, f-ing, bloody, shriveled, hey, heinous, leave it alone. Green, pulsing. Is this gonna be like last week's brutal poetry where you said 
like 19 times in a row. Hey, calm down. I I'm caught every one of them. I'm going to have to bleep all of them. I caught every one of them. I know. I was impressed. <laughs> well, well done. Uh, speaking of, nah, nah, God damn it. I hate my life. <coughs> all Shell Parish has a new lineup. There's no way to come out of that. Consisting of, of new members that are previous members. So they're like, hey, we're back to our old back to the future bitch. So Eddie Hermita is now back in All Shell Parish. And Ryan told me that he was pumped on that. Yeah, man. I'm I'm actually kind of stoked. You know, there's a lot of really, really awful bands in Deathcore, and All Shell Parish is not one of them. So he's uh, still doing full-time stuff with Suicide Silence. Um, that That is the issue that drove the wedge between them, and uh, he's back doing Yo, Suicide. Yo, you can't be in both bands, bro. He, now he's doing both. He's doing All Shell <laughs> Parish and Suicide Silence, and... Uh, That'd be funny if they did a tour together and he had to do vocals for both bands. That'd be pretty gnarly. You're back, like bro. Two hours of. Um, Ghost is performing on the Late Show. We should probably just mention that. Yeah, uh, next gonna Friday. Be, they're going to be on on the thirtieth for the Halloween version because they're not on Saturday nights. So the Late Show with Stephen. I'm interested to see what Stephen Colbert says about Ghost. <laughs> The poster that well, look at you. The poster we're looking at for this is just great. <laughs> uh, yeah, so later on this week we're going to have our full interview up with Ghost, and you should check out what uh, one of the nameless ghouls has to say about being on The Late Show. Nice. Metal Injection spoke with Brennan Small, the creator of Death Clock, Metalocalypse, and, uh, you know, the Metalocalypse Now campaign. We talked a little bit about that, how it's now time for us to demand... N- the end, the final season of Metalocalypse. Um, so the on the idea of possible new Death Clock material, this is what Brennan Small had to say. I've got a hard drive full of stuff that I really like. Whether or not this happens, you're going to get new music. I divide up my day writing for future TV shows, writing stand-up, and writing music. It's really nice to toggle between those three things and go into my Pro Tools rig, use it like a sketch pad, circle my favorite things, and go, okay, this is starting to sound like a song. My rule is, if I like it a lot, I want other people to hear it. That's how uh, every other other death clock record has been if i want to hear it i put it out and hope other people feel the same way perfect yeah sounds like the way a good artist should do their thing sounds like he has uh pretty cool days he gets to work on tv shows stand up and uh and in metal so that guy has won in life so speaking of tv shows uh our friends and theories are on yeah what the they're on a sitcom basically hmm so grind on a sitcom. There's a show called You're the Worst, which is basically the show about a couple of people who are like uh city folk who are uh like in love with each other on and off and basically theories is in there. I haven't like seen it, but if you're playing theories on a show, it's probably like some metal dude walks in or like they knock on a door and someone opens it and they're blasting it in the background or like But yeah, they're 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 in there, man. Theories is like one step closer in the six uh, six degrees of Kevin Bacon, which Kevin already <laughs> won. Exactly. In you'll, a, you'll never beat him. In a very ironic news story, Victory Records has pulled their music from Spotify because Spotify is not properly paying the artist, yet uh, Victory Records is guilty of doing the exact same thing for years and yeah, years. They weren't going to give it to the bands. They were just going to keep it. That's the only reason they give a Tony Victory and, you know, this is alleged, <clears throat> that Tony Victory uh, has has for years Tony, and years yo. been screwing bands over, over merchandise fees, over 
record prices over just i mean he's suing the ba- the ska band streetlight manifesto for over a million dollars hey man your and, pink logo your band your label garbage wow whatever so it says spotify also pulled down a large number of albums that victory is not the publisher for proving that their internal systems are inadequate we ask that our catalog not be pulled that we would amicably amicably work with spotify and they haphazardly removed our content regardless. 53 million streams, as per Spotify's statements, were identified with no publishing royalties being paid by Spotify. 53 million. That's a lot of clicks. Ryan, I'd like you to talk about this new one, because I believe you produced this record. I had nothing to do with this record. Oh, not this one? You yep. did uh, Old Un? Uh, I, I did a demo back when I was at AI. Ah, it was like okay. the first thing okay. I recorded My bad, my bad. There. Sorry about that. But you are a big fan of Un. Yeah, yeah. And your yeah. homies with them. Yeah, no, I like those guys. Uh, the guys in Un are going to be uh, releasing their debut album, The Tomb of All Things. And uh, that's going to be, um, let's see, that's going to be coming out on Black Bow Records, the owner of which is John Davis of the Doom band Conan. Yes, heavy. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm pretty stoked to hear this album. Monty's a good dude, and he's a great songwriter, so. December 4th. Good things. December 4th, man. Pick that stuff up. Pick that shit up. Pick it up, pick it up. Pick up change. Anthrax is going to be releasing the 30th anniversary of spreading the disease on November 20th. Spread it. Um, Universal will record, or sorry, will release it, and it is going to be a two-disc version of the CD with stuff that's live at... Live at Sun Plaza in Tokyo from 1987. That's cool. And also 1984 rhythm track tapes. So if you're a Anthrax completist, you want to hear some of their rare kind of early, early stuff, definitely pick that up. 30 years, man. That's cool. I would want to see Anthrax playing Tokyo in the late 80s. That'd be badass. So uh, speaking of uh, older and awesome bands, on a sad note, um, Frank Watkins, formerly of Obituary and currently of Gorgoroth, uh, just passed away the age of 47 after a long battle with cancer um this is kind of a really really sad thing and just hammers home the importance of going out getting a doctor's checkup every now and then right keeping an eye on yourself and loved ones man absolutely cancer's no joke obituary a solid band and, yeah, and he was in it from the beginning exactly mm-hmm. so our uh, thoughts and our condolences to his family and his friends and his bands World Dane just did an interview talking about why he doesn't hit the same high-pitched screams as he used to, and I feel like that's like a self-explanatory thing. It's like, I'm not 21 years old anymore, you know? That's That would probably be the first thing I'd say. But he said, there's, there's some in there, but it's not 1988 anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm a little more mature, so I focus on my strengths now. I can still sing the high notes, but I'm more comfortable with the mid-range kind of tough guy thing right tough now. Tough guy? You always have to focus on your solid parts. So yeah, I mean, play to your play to your strengths. Hmm. That's oh, true. All right. Should Black Sabbath play its final shows without Bill Ward? Hmm. There was an article on Blabbermouth this week with uh, members of Megadeth, Testament, and uh, other bands that were were weighing in on it. And I don't know. What do you think? What do you guys think? Well, let's. Should we play this? Sure. Let's just play this. I think it's worth listening to. Sounds good to me. Well, I mean, 
Mike Portnoy. I don't know what's going on with metal bands and their original drummers, like Sabbath <laughs> and Billboard, Slayer and Dave Lombardo, and uh, Slipknot with Joey, without Joey Jordison, ACDC without Phil Rudd. Thank you. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> I think it's Dave a drag that Bill Ward is not part of these final Sabbath shows. However, um, you know, when people depart from groups, um, and his departure was many, many years ago, um, I know from experience that their departures happen for a reason, either for personality reasons, sometimes there's health reasons, and, um, and sometimes putting things back together today is never going to be the same as it was back then. I look, I love Ozzy and Geezer and Tony and, and we're both huge Sabbath fans, but I mean, I understand if you can't go on with, with, without Bill for whatever reason, then whatever, understandable. But don't call it a reunion. Don't call it the original lineup if there's somebody missing. Let me ask you a question. Can I interview you for a minute? Sure. Back in, uh, what, five, six years ago when they reformed with Ronnie, would you rather than keep the name Black Sabbath or did you, were you okay with the name Heaven and Hunt? It should have been Black Sabbath. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was a lineup of Black Sabbath that existed. And so if it can't come together and everybody really feel it in the room, either musically or just as a brotherhood, then it's better to leave it alone and let everybody have the memory of what was great back in a previous glory day. Don't taint that glory by trying to force a reunion to happen. See, that pissed me off when I changed their name because I love those, those Dio records with uh, Sabbath book. Yep. I'm just showing my shoes. I happen to be wearing Sabbath sneakers. <laughs> I don't really understand it. Alex like, Skolnick. You know, he, he was back for a while. I remember uh, the Ozfest shows, sort of, you know, a little over 10 years ago. I mean, I love Bill Ward and uh, he should be there for, you know, whatever. If there's physical reasons that he can't be there, then okay, that's that's um, understandable. But if it's a strictly a financial thing, that's that's inexcusable. Maybe things weren't perfect. You know, I know the musical thing has been brought up. Can he still play like he used to? Well, no, he doesn't have, but he doesn't have to play like he used to, as long as, you know, it still feels like Black Sabbath. And at least at that time, it did. Bill Ward swings, man. He was, you know, I've been in Sabbath mode the last few weeks, learning and, and studying and um, you know listening and being playing bass to that stuff. You know, there I'm picking up things that I never picked up before that Bill Ward's doing. It's like shit, man. This dude's no joke, man. He's a swing. He's a jazz drummer yeah, in a totally. He's a jazz drummer in a hard rock band. And he's doing things, man, which is amazing. That can't be replicated because it's all feel. Yeah, as long as it, it could be played at least on that level. Then he shouldn't be there. If not, and you know, and we'll never know this. Then, then I, you know, just a purely on a musical level, I could understand. For me, would I like to see Bill there? Absolutely. But I'm a huge, huge Sabbath fan. So if I'm up front watching Tony and Giza, I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> you know. So yeah, I mean, three, yeah, yeah. three out of four is better than none. But we'd yeah. love to see four out of four. What's up? This is Mike Portnoy. This is Alex Skolnick. I'm David Ellison. Mark Mengi. And we are Metal, Metal Allegiance. Allegiance. Subscribe to Louder Noise. That loudest noise. Yeah, okay, you get the point. So, what do you guys think? I think they kind of said everything that I would really have to say about it. Um, they kind of presented both sides of the argument. I, I really agree with Portnoy about how, you know, if there is, if it's a physical thing... Yeah, but then, just uh, then by all means. But if it's a financial thing, Bill that's, Ward that's has come out several times, mm -hmm. even in just the last couple of months and said, I've never had a problem playing these songs.
Mm-hmm. I've never had a health problem that stopped me from being in this band. Yeah. Like, and he's the only one that's going to say that because, of course, nobody else, if it is a financial thing, they're just going to be like, yeah, he can't play the songs. Yeah. And he's sitting there going, yes, I can. You know, I think the strongest thing that he could do is put out a videotape of him sitting in the studio playing along to all the songs. Yeah. Say, hey, check this out. One shot. I'm good. Here's me playing the whole here's set. Here's this song that I wrote the drum part to. Yeah, here's me playing the entire set just like I've been able to this entire time. I think that would be the biggest statement he could possibly make. He he doesn't even have to Proof. say anything in the video. He'd just be like, here's me playing Black Sabbath and current set list in its entirety. I think it's a bummer. I think it. I think it's a bummer that they are photoshopping picture, like OG pictures of Black Sabbath, right. just taking him out of it. Because that's it's their current, awkward. their yeah. like current image. It's like, oh yeah, forty plus years of like, that's messed. Music up. history. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, man. It's one of those things where it's like being in a band is like being in a marriage, and the more people you have in it, and the longer you're in it, the more complicated things pop up. There's a lot of history there. They probably all still love each other, but they somewhere along the line, like money came in, into it. Mm-hmm. Money is the root of all evil, dude. So it's also the root of me getting some sweet sneakers, <laughs> or Jim Root getting his guitar stolen because somebody was trying to sell it. Mother f***er. So uh, apparently, this last week, this last Thursday, a guitar belonging belonging to Jim Root. Uh, was stolen from the band's jam room at the Memorial Coliseum in Portland, Oregon. So keep your eyes out down in Portland. Uh, The thief made off with Root's custom satin silver fender with a patina copper pick guard, causing the guitarist to write on Instagram, F***ing thieves, nothing worse. And he's right. People who steal instruments have a very special compartment in hell set aside for them. That's bullshit. Uh, one thing I do want to add to this, his uh, his girlfriend, um, Christina Scabia uh, of Lacuna Coil, posted a picture of the guitar, and more importantly, of the back of the headstock with the serial number of your of yeah. the guitar yeah. to, to help in the search. And so th- this is actually a really, really smart thing, and I wish more people would do that. Um, just I do the write, same thing with all of my guns, my take, guitars. Take everything. pictures of the serial numbers. Just writing them down is helpful. But if you have a picture of the instrument itself with that serial number, that can do a lot of good in case something gets stolen, man. And it yeah, can go light it pops for helping proving that it's yours. In any pawn shop, yeah, they'll mm-hmm. run it past and yeah, yeah man. So It'll pop up. Be, stolen. be smart. Takes five minutes. Take Yo, this shit is stuff. stolen. Mm-hmm. Got a hot guitar. And it's pretty recognizable. It's like, what do you, like, literally the only thing you could do with that guitar is keep it in your own, like, room for the rest of your life. Or, like, sell it 30 years You're down the road. You're about to fucking like, die, bro. Like, if you can't you sell bring it. that out. The way the internet works these days, you just get roasted, dude. For if sure. anybody found out who you were, it'd be over for Slipknot you. maggots would come for you. <laughs> the maggots. The maggots would come for you. Judas Priest going to be releasing Painkiller 25th Anniversary. Get this 10-inch die-cut Buzzsaw EP Sweet. Uh, for Record Store Day. Record Store Day, obviously a big deal these days uh, as record stores kind of seem to be 
dying left and right. Uh, Record Store Day becomes a cooler thing. Uh, Every year, they have one specific day where I worked at a record store. I worked at Silver Platters for a long time, and the one day of the year where we would have people lining up literally before uh, we got there, it was f***ing crazy. We would have we would serve popcorn because there were so many fools coming in, and we they, it's always because they have the most limited edition vinyl on that day, you know, and they have released like the new Nirvana like reissues and all that. Shit, but it's cool they're doing something metal, and uh, Judas Priest is going to be doing a ten inch die cut buzzsaw. EP. I want that. I just want to put it like put it in a frame. Yeah, that'll be cool as. F- uh, we already talked about Chris Adler and the Megadeth thing. Let's see. Oh, so, uh. There's so many, like, big reunions every year now. It's like, oh, this record turned 20, this record turned 30, this band turned 50. Every five years. Yeah. So, Stormtroopers of Death are reissuing Speak English or Die, uh, coming out in November. Nice. Very cool record. Obviously, members of uh, Anthrax and uh, other bands. So, S.O.D., New York band from 1985. Very influential, so you can be able to get... You will be able to get that in November for the first time in a long time on vinyl. My favorite SOD song is Kill Yourself, Kill Yourself, Why Don't You Just Kill Yourself. Yeah, That's... they were super politically incorrect, too. Talking oh, about some... yeah. Like, they would not be around no, in 2015. At no. least they wouldn't. The PC uh, police would be all over that. PC principal. That's, That's probably uh, it's 2015 pulling you over. That's probably why they don't play any shows. That's true. Can't sing those songs, man. Uh, Lemmy, still around, he's, still being a fucking badass. Just he's still here. Uh, completed the motorboat 2015. Several of our friends were in on that one. Uh, he, uh apparently he's going to be receiving a bass player lifetime achievement award hmm. at the bass player live all star concert on November 7th. I didn't know that was a thing, and I wish that was on TV because I would watch it so hard. Uh, bass players are totally underrated, especially dudes like Lemmy, who was like a frontman bass player. <laughs> yeah, at dude. a time where that wasn't hugely popular. I mean, like Phil Linnett from uh, Thin Lizzy was doing it. I guess Sting was doing it. The uh, dude from Raven. Yeah. So I don't know. You know, if if you're out there and you're listening to this and you play any kind of instrument, I challenge you to play any song, even a song you know well, and try to sing along as you're playing. Yeah. Like just with any song, just do it with any song, just to wrap your head around how ridiculously difficult that is, and it really makes you appreciate just how well you have to have every single note on your instrument down to be able to do the singing on top of it. They they asked him if uh, if there was an album or a tour cycle that was the most rewarding or enjoyable for him <laughs> in the four decade history of Motorhead, and he says, "I don't know, I can't remember all of them." <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Lemmy. <laughs> nice. I love you. Hearts for you. Would've never, been, never go away. Would have been better if he would have just said, "I don't know." They're all fucked. Fucked. <laughs> nice. How's your legs? Fucked. <laughs> Glenn Danzig, another old dude, was all over the news this week. 
and he was including TMZ.com. Uh, Danzig has been involved in several scandals of the scandals. violent kind lately. Uh, he was He's well known for hating pe- people taking video or, sh- or footage of him. Which doesn't make any sense to me. So if you go to a Danzig show, there's always a sign out front that says um, no footage available, no cameras no, allowed. And they enforce it. Like, Absolutely. I was like deep in the crowd. Like 10 rows in and like I had my phone up and somebody saw me and they put the flashlight right in my face. Yep. And I was just like, seriously? And they, it's and like, like yeah. they read my lips and they're like, seriously. yes. <laughs> I was like, right, you're going down, fine. bro. I'm not trying to be this dude on TMZ right now. Yeah. A, a friend of mine who was working down there told me they, uh, they had a big staff meeting before the Danzig <sighs> show God. and uh, the tour manager came in and basically said, if you see dancing in the hall, if you're around Dan- if you're around Glenn, whatever happens, don't make eye contact. Don't speak to him. Don't make eye contact. You have no communication with Glenn, no matter cool. what happens. Cool. If he if he talks to you, you say yes, sir, and you do what he asks. Jesus. That's very strange. We've met Danzig a couple times. He was cool to us. Yeah, but he was totally cool to I us. I don't know. Well, you're radio people. That's well, true. He's you're gotta be nice to us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And but we're still here talking about it now, so I don't mm-hmm. really know how much difference that makes. Yeah. Anyway, so the point is, what like a couple months ago, this dude got in his face and got his ass punched and choked for good reason. There but was there that- was a dude being a shitty camera guy all in Danzig's face after the show, right outside his bus. So yeah, you should get punched for that because you're being a piece of. Shit. But this guy uh, got wh- apparently his story was that they called him on stage. They like called him up on stage. Mm-hmm. And he was like, oh, this is awesome. And then they pulled him off to the side and out the door, and they beat the fucking shit out of him. Somehow they let him back in, and then they do the same thing. Come over here, man. It's all good, blah, blah, blah. And then they go outside and do it again, and Danzig jumps in and starts throwing punches and shit like that. So the cops are investigating it. Like, it's an actual, oh, you're on TMZ, man. It's the only reason Danzig would ever be on TMZ is, like, punching somebody or getting punched. It's just weird to me. Yeah. No, Danzig, like, and then he announced also this week, we should also mention. Yes. He's retiring from touring. He's done so because he's tired of being in the news. He doesn't want to keep, you know, having to be the tough guy and beating motherfuckers up. See, the thing is, though, Danzig, like, you're going to have to keep touring, dude. You're going to get a year in and be like, I need. Well, <laughs> that's the thing is because he's not going to be touring, he's going to get all these high, high, pi- high price offers For, overseas. Yeah, and then he's going to play like you know a few off shows, so he'll play like five shows a year, and he'll get a f- load of money for him, and uh, that's the way it's going to be. And man. He'll be living in his brick house with his Miata. Yeah, fair enough. With his cats, he'll he'll do the same thing Twisted Sister does. There was a interview with D Schneider where he said, "Yeah, we only play four shows a year." Huh. And that's it. And, and we do just fine. And they're so big we play, fans. We play go four to six shows a and year. And then they sell their rights to their songs to Donald Trump so he can use it in his campaign. Oh, God oh, damn it. Good. I forgot about that. Son of a bitch. So fucked up. Lame. Whatever. We all know what they're in it for. This is metal we're talking about. Remember Brian Posen's one of his most famous quotes is, Getting making paid. metal is money. Or making money is metal. <laughs> Same thing. I, I wish Either it was way. the other way around. I wish making metal was money. It was, yeah. When he was asked, why are you... Performing at the gathering of the Juggalos. It's like, because getting paid is metal is yeah. Because that's metal, dude. Like, oh, it's not punk. This is metal, dude. Yeah. You don't have any punk points you need to worry about. 
punk. He's like, I'm D. Snyder. I wrote one good song, and I'm gonna live the rest of my life off of it. Uh, some pretty good. Pretty I, good know, I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. And he shut down. Uh, God, who was it? Um, Tipper Gore. Yeah, he shut down Tipper Gore, man. Somebody had to do it. Stuffy old bitch. Either way, good times. All right, we served you up with the news for the week, and it's about time that we uh, slow things down and enter the Metal Shop Brutal Poetry Lounge. This week, Kevin is reciting a particularly heinous passage from Broken Hope's Decimated Genitalia off of the Bowels of Repugnance from 1993. Kevin, take it away. Scrotum nailed to the block. Testicles obliterated by ball-peen hammer. Oh, Jesus, dude. Labia stitched shut. Blood runs from suture. Clitoris removed with a yank of a hook. Vulva and suprabic region pulverized by sledgehammer blow. To the cervix with razor wire dowel. Internally ripped, chewed, ground, and sliced. Mm. Queefs, vaginal blood hunks, unevenly diced. Long needle rod, barbed on the end. Thrust deep down the corpora cavernosa. A turn, a pull, and out comes the works. Scrotum pulled through and turned inside out. Piercing screams of grinding groin. Mutilation of the purest loins. Manhood removed in women's venus. Genitals in carnage, be it vagina or penis. Excruciating pain. Castration would be better. The pleasure of orgasm never known. Infected needle broken in balls and thus, later, about to c- he ejaculates pus. Vaginoplasty for each appalling tear. Mangled twats beyond repair. Genitorchery core pulverized with malice. Obliterated genitals. Vagina and phallus. Genitortured reproductive organs decimated. Sickenly forced or self-immolated. Genitals never again as they were. Hacked up crotches resemble bloody hamburger. (laughs) How's that feel, guys? How's that feel? And they were worried about Judas Priest 25 years ago. Hamburger. Mmm, eat it. I love it. Mmm. All right. I'm going to finish my sandwich. We're going to end with two songs acoustic by Ghost here in the studio. You can check out the video on KISW.com to go along with the audio. But the songs were so good. The audio turned out so nice. We wanted to uh, to add this as the kind of uh, accompaniment piece for episode 74. Mm, it's accompaniment. All right. See you guys again next week. Uh, thanks for listening to Metal Shop's Backstage Pass. Decimated genitalia. A one, two, three.
that others have found I am the one lascivious I am the sun, the one below The progeny of beast of The daughters of man Destroying all And make them want it again I am the sunless Sylvia's Check it I am the way In you invited me to stay However fair and pure You pray the one You see I am the one less serious. It's a hard word, I know. Come I am the one less serious. One more time. I am the one less serious. With magic potion. We're gonna do a song written by a Texan whose name is Rock Erickson. If you have ghosts, you have everything. If you have ghosts, you have everything You can say anything you want And you can do anything you want to do If you have ghosts You have everything One never does that One never does Surprised that it is, and a part of me is me. One never does that. 
the night I am real In the night I am real Looking to the left is a part of my thoughts And a part of me is me In the night I am real at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.